Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we take an artist, we listen to their limited or full discography, and then we talk about it. This week we're talking about Talking Heads. I'm Caleb Robinson. I'm here with... I'm Dax. Tyler. Jared. And our guest... I'm Tolly. Yay! We got the five piece back together. Welcome anybody, back. If anybody listened to the Nine Inch Nails episode, we have revitalized that that group for today. And again, we're going to be talking about Talking Heads. What did everybody think about listening to a whole bunch of new wave music this week? It was awesome. It was great. Yeah? It was great. You were real happy about it? Super into new wave. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. I, Talking I, heads are where it's at. I feel like, Tali, you probably do this like every week anyways. This was just an excuse to keep doing it. Yeah, no, I was going to say this was just a regular week for me, right. honestly. So I enjoyed it. This was uh, the second, I think only the second week that we've done so far where I owned every album we listened to. Ooh. Really? In terms of the regular, yeah, the regular albums. You this, had everything on vinyl? The Talking All the heads. Talking Heads. Oh. I wanted that Devo album, but I couldn't find it anywhere this week. Cause I went to buy it this week, and I, they had only had picture disc, which I don't do. Soon, gotcha. Record record store day. I know. Next <sighs> week, I'm gonna be in weekend. Chicago. You're not gonna be here. I'm gonna be here all weekend. So. All weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna not be back until Saturday. We're gonna be having fun without you. Are you gonna be here on Sunday? Yeah, I'll be here all weekend. Oh, speaking of, uh, Tyler's here in person today. I'm here. Yeah, he's he's physically with us and present. Do the finger touch again. Boop. Ooh, that felt good. Beautiful. Yeah. So are you going to be recording real. with us next week, too? Yeah. Something to look yep. forward to, y'all. Tyler going to keep being on, on the mic, into persons. On it. Mm. So what are... Jerry, you didn't you didn't state your feelings. I listened to the music, and I liked it. That's okay. I got to say. <laughs> I don't that have to is, delve too deep. That is something. Into the crotch of New Wave. So I want to go ahead and start a little bit in terms of, like... Because we kind of started with this same spot on Nine Inch Nails was just exactly like similar to what industrial music is what is new wave music because I think that like some genres are really well defined and pretty like clear exactly what they are but I don't think that new wave like so new wave was obviously like born out of post-punk in a lot of ways and so there are elements of post-punk that like exist outside of like new within new wave but what is it about new wave that makes new wave new wave I guess oh Uh, So uh, one of the interesting things about New Wave, like you said, is it is born out of the punk movement specifically. Mm -hmm. But New Wave in and of itself is actually just a rebranding of punk because they wanted to bring punk into the United States more because it wasn't getting a lot of chart popularity. Mm -hmm. So New Wave was really just a way of integrating like popular pop elements in the United States with some of the harder elements from the post-punk movement or rather the punk movement at the time in the UK. Mm -hmm. So really, New Wave in and of itself is this interesting combination of both punk elements as well as pop music. So you get a lot of the harder sounds of punk, but you get a lot more of that upbeat and less political subject matter. Yeah. Comparative to like looking at punk music. So it's like the original pop punk. Yeah. How fun. How fun. The pop element is the the defining element outside in terms of its delineation from Mm. its roots. Yeah. But also that gave them a lot of free room to add a lot of different sounds in that you didn't hear in punk or in post-punk. A lot more synth elements synth, are incorporated in the Talking new Heads wave. put in a lot of 
let a lot of weird percussion. Yeah, Very experimental. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like world, lot, world music yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, they do yeah. throw a lot of world music influence into it. But also, I'm a I'm a punk purist. So if it's not if it doesn't sound like Ramones, it's not punk. So you can. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't sound like Ramones, yeah. that's the that's where you die on. That's is like on the, the that's the that's, that's like the that's the punk band, man. Yeah. All right. I have you a wouldn't... fun story about the Ramones when we get to one of my albums too. All right. Let's oh, fun, fun, fun. Oh, did I, did I mention that we all picked albums? Like no, you? not yet. Okay, well, we also all picked albums that we thought were definitive to the new wave sound. And uh, we'll talk about those after we get a little bit more through Talking Heads. But mm-hmm. I do agree. Or we won't. Who knows? We'll see. It'll be a big old surprise. Um, so, yeah, I agree that they there are definitely a lot of more elements that are incorporated into new wave that like you just don't see on like punk. Because I think that in a lot of ways what you would hear in a new wave track like if it was in punk then the punk scene would just completely shit on it and would say no thank you this is not something that i want at all Uh, yeah yeah so like it's like a it's a genre that's built out of allowing that music to exist without being completely shunned away from the like the listeners that would theoretically be listening to them out, out like otherwise yeah well it's development shows anyway like you know the early when we talk about talking heads they play Talking Heads, Blondie, and the Ramones were the big groups that played mid-70s at CBGB in New York City, mm-hmm. right? So when you talk about, like, these three genres that come out of the late mid to late 70s, you have three defining acts who performed together and were influenced by each other indirectly. And you can see where they all came out of a similar sound idea atmosphere mm-hmm. in New York. And I mean, a lot of those people went to New York and saw the dolls and television and all those things in the early 70s, and that had a lot of influence on them. So... It, when you see it born out of that, you can really determine that new wave comes when it comes from post punk. You don't have to worry about punk people shitting all over it because yeah. it's not even like going to be there. Because I mean, for me, because I was a punk kid, I liked Ramones. I listened to the next thing I went to was not Talking Heads. It was not Joy Division. It was Dead Kennedys and yeah. hardcore in the eighties, right? So yeah. You, they really Which is a, a much more natural transition, right? It took like, a definitive shift of saying this. You know, we're continuing on with. Harder sound, more political lyrics and context, mm-hmm. and we're pushing on into hardcore. While the rest of it, it there's a clear delineation with post punk and new wave coming out of the seventies. Yeah, well said. Very well said. I have words and things. I, I like <laughs> when you have words and things. I, so I think that you were talking about this earlier. You said that you didn't like early on really enjoy new wave. So what was it do you think that like was the 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 crossover point for you? Well, okay, so when I was at Ball State my freshman year, I took a music history class with a professor named Jim Reinhardt. Uh-huh. And it turns out that Jim Reinhardt never taught 100 level music history courses. He taught composition classes at 400 levels and things like that. Mm-hmm. He's a pianist, he's an amazing pianist. He's very good. And I love that man. He's awesome. And I, I didn't like I said, I didn't know he taught that class. Well, when we got to modern music, we talked about Philip Glass and modern composers. And then he he made us listen to Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads. Mm. And that moment, that song, I don't know. I probably I don't know if I'd ever heard it before. I probably only heard Burning Down the House and songs of that nature from Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. And something about that song stuck with me and got stuck in my head. And that actually changed. That's a moment. That's one of the most influential songs for me, actually, in terms of my me liking that you know new wave 
and things that fit more into pop and experimental sounds and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, would you say that's probably your favorite Talking Heads song? Just it's because definitely of the... my favorite song, and it's because of the influence. And every time I hear it, it just feels that way. I took a class with that same guy. Mm-hmm. He he's a great music teacher. He is, isn't he? Uh, he broadened my my scope of music Absolutely. greatly. That's when I learned to really like Bach too. Yeah, was in that class. Yeah, and I love Bach. Bach and New Wave. Yeah. What a weird two things to be and in- introduced Glass, to. And Philip Glass too, who I really like, a modern piano, you know, pianist composer. But I don't. It, yeah, it was. It was that period. And then I listened to that and I said, "Wow, Talking Heads are pretty good." And I listened to more of that stuff. And then from that on, I'm like, "Wow, okay." And I didn't. It's not like I'd never heard of it. I just never appreciated it. Yeah. In the, and enjoyed it in the way that I do now. I think Once in a Lifetime is also my favorite Talking Heads track. So uh, real quick around the table, is that anybody else's? Just to get this out of the way. Cool. I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Once in a Lifetime. So, like, with that track in particular, you hear a lot of those sounds that, like, aren't even, like, synth elements. They're mm-hmm. just just weird sounds. Like, I don't even know how to really describe the kind of, like, elements that they're putting into those songs that, like, again, you just don't hear on typical punk music. There's a lot of percussiveness and various types of percussion in there. And that this that album really, um, Remain in Light, was where you see a, a differ in early talking heads and later talking heads yes very much because so. and in fact that's not my favorite album either anyway remain in light is not no my favorite album is more songs about building and buildings of food oh really yeah see that's interesting because i i like so i will admit that like 77 and more songs just didn't really catch my attention for the first listen i, I don't know if maybe like because honestly like and this is is a painful thing to say i didn't love listening to a lot of what we listen to oh, this week. No. Oh, I know. Trash. I know. I don't usually announce these things. We should but... crucify you. <laughs> Do you have a cross? Put me up on a cross. Do it now. Uh, I just didn't, I don't know. I just didn't love like a lot of the new wave sound, That's I guess, shame, which is, it's not like a thing that I don't recognize as good. I just recognize that it's not something that like fits me as well as I thought that it did. Yeah. I think I it takes a lot of time to grow into liking New Wave, though, because similar to Tyler, I did not like New Wave initially when I first heard it, mm-hmm. and now I'm a really big fan of it, but that progression probably took me about a year. Oh, really? Yeah. I, it's it's interesting that, it, like, the idea of, like, actively getting yourself interested in a type of music, though, like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, because I think that there's a lot of nuances to New Wave that you don't necessarily catch like right out of the gate. It's very difficult listening to all the Talking Heads albums in a row one time and thinking, I'm going to get everything out of this music. Like, you're not. You're not going to get anywhere it's, close. It's like LaCroix. You hate it the first couple sips, but then eventually yeah. you get That's you. why I drink Shasta instead. <laughs> yeah, it was it was on sale at, at, the, at the Jungle Gym. It was, but did you know it's the same company? They're the same but that's okay. No, I didn't know they that. are. Shasta owns LaCroix. But back to where I was, get some Shasta. It's delicious. It's sparkly and fruity and fantastic. And their water sparkle flavors are the same as our classic soda flavors. Sponsored by. So, um, so yeah, what I was saying is the early Talking Heads, like that new wave sound, I just don't think that like I've been as exposed to. So I don't think it's something that like I enjoyed as much. 
And so once I got a little bit more into like fear of music, remain in light, and then still on speaking in tongues, like I felt like I understood it a little bit more. And so I liked it a little bit more. Like I've listened to remain in light, I think probably like four or five times over the last year. So I, it's not like it's something that I haven't been exposed to multiple times. Yeah. It's a so. good album. I think it's fairly exciting. I mean, that's the album that a lot of people really know. That, yeah. And that people know um, speaking in tongues as well, but not maybe in its entirety as much. But mm. for me, I think that more songs about bending and food, for me, that's a pinnacle in Talking Heads for Same. me. That's mm. like it, when you think about the the sound that they have and where it's like this is where it really makes sense and this is where the genres mesh to create the sound, that's it right there. Yeah. Definitely. I love that album. Talk and more about it. Let's hear more about that album. I just really, I mean, I I bought it when I was still here in Muncie. Maybe like two years ago is when I got it um, because I liked, the first one I owned was Remain in Light because that mm-hmm. song, of course, is what did it. And then from there, I started going over and going over. And I don't know, everything, it, This the what I think of as late 70s, not the Joy Division sound, mm-hmm. but late 70s, post-punk sounds transitioning into um into like an 80s pop you know you can i can you can hear pop transition and getting some of those elements but getting the right parts of those elements and meshing them into with more interesting guitar and bass sounds and more interesting percussion and even i mean the big country is a great song and he's got a little bit of slide in there Mm -hmm. you know and I, i just love that album that's i listened to the first three albums in a row on vinyl at my house this week. And that album, I'm just like, I mean, maybe even this week is when I realized that I liked it as much as I did. Yeah. Um, I'm like, this thing is really awesome. And actually I was tempted to have one of those songs be my favorite song anyway, but I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Tyler, you have anything to say about that? I mean, that's also my favorite album on this. And this has been my favorite talking heads album. I actually don't like the later two albums from the talking heads that really? we listened to. I don't actively dislike them, but I would never seek them out to listen to if I wanted to listen to the talking heads. Interesting. It's their earlier work specifically that I think is the most interesting in terms of having that experimental sound. Cause it isn't as clean cut as some of their later work. That's really pushing into that pop genre very heavily. Remain in light is heavily pop yes. sounding. Yeah. And then, for more songs in particular, I think the lyrical composition of those songs are really creative and really interesting. Like Found a Job is my favorite song probably of the week. I also really like The Girl Wants to Be with Girls, and mm-hmm. those are back to back. And that makes a very solid like six to seven minute experience. Um, so I think every track on here is really unique in terms of the subject matter of the song because mm-hmm. that complements the interesting way that they're doing this experimental composition at the time. Which one of those would you like to play? Let's do found a job because I found a job. Yay! bass on this album is all groove man didn't you like didn't you like how i could actually nod at you and like let you know like go ahead and talk rather than rather than you not being being able to being able to see is a big difference talking yeah dude i love the bass i the bass tracks always really sound out stand out on even on 77 they stand out a lot more with lots of groove and uh 
speaking to the later albums and that pop sound in order to create the pop sound that they created in those albums the other thing they had to do was really swell the band so when you see live performances from that era from like the early 80s on there's like a million people on stage it's insane and it's, mm-hmm. it gets really difficult it's i think it can be kind of taxing to listen to sometimes if you really try to pay attention to all of the little elements of it i i can't say that i prefer one over the other probably Man, that early stuff is where it's so good. So where do you think that the shift happens? Like, what what is the sound shift between 77 and more songs that you kind of, like, notice? So, like, you guys are both talking about that second album a little bit more, obviously, in depth than, like, 77. I felt like the sound was very similar upon, like, my listen. Other than, like, some of the obvious, like, like Psycho Killer is obviously a, a very, very different track from Talking Heads. Uh, but, like, a lot of what I heard off Favorite of- track. Is it? That's it. That's it? That's my favorite. I'll play it now. That, that sounds familiar, though. Oh, oh she does it. He's going yeah, it does. All right, do your thing. Do-do-do-do uh, and whatnot. That sounds familiar. Selena Gomez. <laughs> Selena song Gomez. Called, song called Bad Liar. I should have had this pulled up. You sent this to me earlier, and I mm-hmm. forgot to pull it up. Boo on you also. Golly G. That's it. Oh, That's come on. on. He had, he, it's his I'm only, making it shorter. Just that bass line? Just that bass it's line. His only, huh? It's his only one. He's got to do. He's got to get it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair. Well, do 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 It's just a, it's a sample, though. It is it is a, a recognized sample. Yeah. Like, it says sampled this, you know, Psycho Killer. So, yeah. it's not a thievery. It's a yeah, no, no, no. It's it just pretty sounds blatant. familiar. But it does sound familiar. That's true. I agree. Yeah, we figured I it told, out. I told uh, Dax that I would make up for his. That sounds familiar with uh, cover two covers that I know of two Talking Heads songs that are awesome. Oh, okay. Mm. And one of them was there's a Canadian band called the Constantines, really, really good. Had an album called Shine a Light came out in o two or o three. Just a fantastic album. I might even have to stick it in here somewhere with the week that we choose some things because it's so good. Just move on. Tell us. But they put in. Uh, I bought. Um, it was on Sub Pop, and Sub Pop did. Um, a special release of it with an additional seven inch where they had a couple of rarities on there. One of them was a cover of thank you for sending me an angel. The opening track to more songs about building and food. Mm. Real good. Real good. Real good. So before we, before we completely lose where we were, I have another cover though. Oh, dang it. I want to talk okay, about okay, it. Okay. Arcade I just thought Fi- I was ready to, to transition back into where we were. Arcade fire did. Well, he- uh, this must be the place. Oh, did they? Yeah. You know who else did that? MGMT. Oh, did mm. yeah, and they did it live at when they were in college. So you can see it on YouTube. It's a pretty interesting watch, actually. Yeah. Am I playing any of these covers? That is all. Oh, you don't have to. You okay. could. <laughs> I, I won't. Oh, God. I won't. Uh, so what I was saying before is like the the transition between seventy seven to more songs. Uh, what what do you think the sound was that like 
kind of defined more songs that made it a better album than 77, I guess. Either of you. I just feel like the 77 album, it has a few very standout tracks that I think would fit very, very well onto more songs. Like Don't Worry About the Government and Psycho Killer in particular stand out as being very suitable for their second album. Mm -hmm. But the bulk of the other songs on there do have a very similar feel, but I just don't think that they were executed with quite as much precision because there are so many experimental elements that getting those to mesh in a really pleasing way is quite difficult. And since they're kind of coming out and they're really on the very introduction point to the new wave sound at that point the sound as a movement has not really defined itself yet Mm -hmm. so i feel like they just struggle to find their sound and then execute what they want to execute as well as they do in their second album i think it's at that point that they're able to take a sound that they envision and really implement that into an album that makes sense yeah i'd have to agree i think the the it's really more refined like she was saying uh, and they've they've been able to articulate much better musically the ideas and the layering is definitely increased and better utilized in terms of layering instruments to get whatever what they're looking for. So Dax and Jared, I'll uh, ask you, because it sounds like they both are feeling more songs as their favorite albums. Were your guys' favorite albums uh, something else? Do you remember one that like stood out as like the one that you liked the best? More songs is probably my favorite album as a whole. Um, my favorite song obviously came from Talking Head 77. And I thought it was a good album, I suppose. But Psycho Killer was the the highlight, if you will. Yeah. And uh, but I think I mean I I old enjoyed, Jared loves to jam out to the hits. I enjoyed both more songs and Fear of Music. Hmm. Uh, but nothing like super stood out on Fear of Music, and then Remain in the Light I thought was pretty good as well. Yeah. But I, I mean, Once in a Lifetime is kind of overplayed, if you will. Yeah, it is. I agree. It's one of those rare moments where like I. I don't mind the overplayed nature of a lot of stuff off of Remain in Light sound. Like, that's kind of like... I think that it took me a while... So, okay. So, I listened to Remain in Light the first time, actually, about a year ago. Uh, We were in Chicago, and I listened to it, and I just... I didn't get it. I just didn't get it at all. Like, I knew I was kind of familiar with some of the sounds, but I was like, I just don't see what's going on here. I listened to it a couple more times, and I think it, f- it finally clicked with me after like maybe three or four listens that like I really like Remain in Light. Um, and so I'm starting to think that maybe I just have to listen to each Talking Heads album like three or four times, and then I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So I think that maybe Remain in Light is like my favorite album, possibly just by mere exposure at this point in time. So, Dex? Remain in Light is probably mine. More songs is pretty close, though. Huh. I don't know about it. They're... they're... Yeah, probably remain in light. I'm gonna have to re-listen to more songs like three more times this week now, because <laughs> I'm I I feel so left out of out in the cold. I'm like, what what happened on this album that I missed? Yeah, like, go, go put on that giant David Byrne suit and warm up a little bit. <laughs> warm up a little bit. No one liked uh, speaking in tongues, man. I was gonna ask about that. So I think that. Uh, the the new wave sound i guess at least from my perspective is something that was really born out of like the late 70s to early 80s and so by the time that like the mid 80s had kind of rolled around the pop sound of the 80s had really kind of already hit its peak i guess and so at that point like i feel like more more acts like like the cure is something more that would kind of come out of what would be like the late like the the later 80s sound rather than what you would get off of like an like the new wavy like 
talking head sound. So is it just that the music wasn't really the part of that era at that point that makes that an album that doesn't stand out as much? Or do you think that the quality of the talking heads music started to like dip by the time that the, like the mid eighties started? I don't, I don't think it dipped. I mean, this album, it came out in 83. So it's still before even the mid eighties. And I, it was even still like, um, at the highlight of when new wave was popular Mm -hmm. in the mainstream. So like, if you look up, you know, uh, the most, like the most popular new wave songs you have like stuff from early in to mid 80s with um the human league don't you want me and i ran so far away flock of seagulls and stuff mm-hmm. like the the thing about the talking heads i suppose with the whole new wave thing is that they weren't they they didn't only have one hit whereas a lot of the new wave groups had one thing People liked that thing, and then that was all they liked of that yeah. new wave group. Like yeah. there were so mi- like new wave was such a like miss, like hit or miss right. kind of thing. I mm. but hit or miss, and there were a lot of misses in comparison to hit. Just in terms of the saying. group, not the hit is the hit isn't the miss, but the group was a miss. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's in, it's like a testament to the Talking Heads, and even as Tyler likes to talk about Devo. <laughs> that like those two groups were able. I mean, not Devo, but were able to continue. <laughs> you brought up Devo just to shoot them to, down to again. continue like success like longer than an album. You know, like yeah. seventy seven. It was their albums were seventy seven, seventy eight, seventy nine, eighty, mm-hmm. then eighty three. Yep. Like, I mean, to consistently have not just like critical acclaim, but also like songs that were hits, and to be in nineteen eighty three end that point and have burning down the house become you know probably maybe their biggest song mm-hmm. in terms of like a pop hit you know mm-hmm. once in a lifetime is a great song mm-hmm. but it's not it's a song that you play at the end of like yes man or something you know like yeah. it, at the end of a like a feel-good movie but it's not like a super like it's not played on the radio a whole bunch or sure. whatever well i think that to, to speak to the the hit or miss aspect of it is that when again when you listen to talking heads like you can gather how many like nuanced sounds are going on are we listening are we paying attention we're all just making faces at each other no. what did you do <laughs> he's mad, mad at me about devo. he's mad at me oh about... you're still mad about devo <laughs> he's mad at me about devo and cody's mad at me because i brought up hit or miss because he really wants to sing that song from tiktok oh god damn it <laughs> i know well i didn't mean to do it i didn't mean to i didn't know i was gonna jump into that wormhole but god. I'm hit so or miss i bet i'd never admit whatever it is yeah good job anyway, but i it, i should be able to bring up a phrase go ahead continue even though you're getting mad i didn't do this i know you did thank silent you, if you, you did do the diva you were doing all the faces and i was like what happened did i miss something well i you, just like, i brought you important? up to speed well i th- appreciate you bringing up to speed i'm not mad at you i'm mad at everyone else except for hit or miss is more important than talking heads on the podcast no that's why i didn't say anything but you felt it you you did you whispered it into the microphone but it's <laughs> okay it's a hidden it. track it's a hidden track uh, Ooh, listen for it later ooh, anyways ooh, ooh. there was a hidden track this week <sighs> oh was there yeah but i've already forgotten where it we oh, haven't talked about hidden a, tracks in a long time. We had a thing, by the way, for yeah. a long time where we talked about hidden tracks, and uh, it, it, apparently it's important. It was me. I did it. I'm the yeah. catalyst. You it was it. on like the very the first, very you first remember, Do you remember what it was? It was Modest Mouse, and I brought up, hey, you guys, do you just want to talk about hidden tracks for a second? It was Green Day. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we had the same one without knowing. 
Yep. I just like. It to was back this. when we had fun. I just yeah. like to take this moment to. Oh, uh, time. I just want to take this moment to do a little shout out to Spotify for ruining my life and everyone else's by exposing hidden tracks. Please stop it, Spotify. You're terrible, terrible people. Speaking of callbacks. Oh. From that episode. Back to the hit or miss thing. Um, I think that, it, again, it goes back to the fact that, like, the Talking Heads had such, like, a nuanced sound and that they mm-hmm. were doing so much with their music that, like, you can't expect every group who's, like, ooh, this new wave thing's really popular right now. Let me try and see what I can do with it to be able to do it well. Well, I, I guess my thing about new wave, people, like, look back fondly i suppose on new wave but even even though it was a very niche genre i i i would um argue but it's like i i don't dislike new wave but at the same time new wave is just like the sound of the 80s really to me you know like sure so you like the i don't know it's it's interesting like the you have the best group the best new wave group, which is the Talking Heads, arguably, but I think that they're probably everybody on on the board with that. I see a lot of shaking heads, talking shaking heads, talking shaking heads. Who would you say, Tolly? I don't know. I'm really torn. I actually really like Devo. I acknowledge they are not objectively the most popular new wave band, well, but they are so my much. favorite new wave band. And That's I almost, awesome. I specifically asked if a Devo album was going to be featured or I was going to pick one. Yeah, it's good to hear. I want all the re- three of you to suck it so hard right now. Nobody <laughs> is mad about Devo. You're you like I'm, I'm you're so glad she's here. So maybe we should tell her a little bit about. So on the the Devo episode, because I obviously haven't heard this yet. Yeah. On the Devo is no one episode has. well they will have by the time this comes spoiler. out spoiler so the devo is reading uh we we continue to talk about devo and he, i think he's still a little bit salty coming off of that episode i had to be quite defensive if i must be honest you, had to you be didn't defensive. have to be you just chose to be yeah. well yeah. he called they were i don't want to get into it yet okay, the cars we'll is better there. than devo I'm that's not... the overall theme that we've gone with this entire show no i just it's mostly just to make you mad i hate you Anyways, we'll talk more about Devo when Devo the album for Devo yes, is yes. brought up. So unless we want to start talking about that now, which I do not think that we do. No. no. Yeah, we still have more to say about talking heads. Good. So back to probably the best group, continue, Jared. I would say the talking heads are but I don't think of them necessarily as a new wave group you know what I mean? Like I mean they are, but I that's not the first thing that comes to mind when I think of the talking heads. Because your idea of new wave is tainted by mid eighties new wave. You know, new I mean the pop element can't be ignored from new wave. And as bands right. formed new wave bands formed in the you know, early to mid eighties, the synth pop elements of eighties pop at the time found their way into new wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in some ways did not work. And so I think when you you know what you're thinking of when you say this that new wave is the sound of the 80s and you know, and you're you're not mm-hmm. unsure of this. No, I'm sure you're seeing that, the, that's what I agree. No, 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 I mean you're unsure of, not unsure of your opinion, unsure of the truth. Well, whatever. <laughs> it what you're seeing is like these bands that are that are one hitter type people is because they're they're pulling the pop element in heavier. And it's coming from the 80s synth pop that people are already seeing. So it infiltrates the pop market in a different way. And I, and it infiltrates it in a way that is not doesn't work. I suppose. That, well, like, the, the idea of post-punk within New Wave, I only see, like, with a few things. Like, um, like the her Blondie album, um, I, I see that. Yeah. And, but I like 
I can't. How can you say that like the Talking Heads are post punk necessarily? Other than mm-hmm. like Psycho Killer is probably their hardest song. Yeah, may, like I, I, I would probably I maybe agree with that. I mean, I, I maybe just because it stands out so right. much. You want to talk about how how you can listen to them and think of them as post punk? I just showed this to Dax earlier. The the closing track on Remain in Light. I yeah. dare you to play it and tell me that you don't hear Joy Division in it. Okay. genres are not i'm sorry these two genres are not as far separated as as we as you know as a lot of people want to make them seem post-punk sure. and new wave are not that far separated they're both the, they're both you know i'd like to think of punk as in the late 70s splitting into two forks one being traveling towards hardcore punk and one traveling towards post-punk and new wave yeah and and so they're they're like you know they're like siblings in that sense mm-hmm. so and i think that they're both genres whose lines can be easily blurred and so it's hard to say what is post-punk and what is new wave and what's not in between and what not what's an, a band that doesn't sit kind of outside of the genre, those two genres but somehow can fit into it sometimes you know it they're not super distinct um in my opinion and so you get different things that bleed in and out but post-punk and new wave are not super different and and that's why for me early talking heads and even the the first evo album have a lot of post-punk elements in it mm-hmm. that just that don't exist in their later work in the same way, uh, and that's why when I asked you last week, what well, do you want, post-punk Devo or do you want new wave Devo? Right? Uh, I'm always going to so, pick post-punk, right? And so that's why I chose their first album instead of um, uh, Freedom of Choice, which is more of a popular what Jared would consider the '80s new wave sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very true of New Wave in general as just being an overlapping genre. Because mm-hmm. even if you look at bands like The Cure that are also coming out of the 80s, it's hard to definitively say this is a New Wave band or this is a punk band. I mean, really, they're they're an 80s goth band in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you look at tracks like Friday, I'm in Love, yeah. that is a New Wave song oh, in and of sure. itself. Definitely. So I think New Wave in and of itself is just an overlaid genre. So I think that it's hard to define it as concretely, like Tyler was saying, just because it's existing at so many different intersections. Yeah. So some artists are occasionally new wave, and then they're not new wave in other contexts, and it's just a very fluid transition. Yeah, that makes complete sense to me. Dax, did you ever say your favorite Talking Heads song? My favorite song? Yeah. We already played it. Which one was it? It was uh, the, 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 from uh, the... the it was like once I'm, in a lifetime. Thank you. I was blanking what? on it for some I reason. I asked if everyone... He said, he said he did. Did you? Yeah, but he got kind of caught up in everyone talking about uh, it. I said it. Did he anybody told me, else? Well, spoiler, yeah, he said he, it said it was his, I think. Spoiler, he told me earlier anyway, so that's all I knew. Uh, apart, apart so it's three of our favorite songs. Tali, do, do we play your favorite... Because I know you said that was one of your favorite songs off yeah, of Yeah, we played more songs. Song. More, your favorite song off of more songs, but is that your favorite Talking Head songs overall? Um. Oh, this is a hard decision. Um... I thought she did say that was her favorite song. Off of that album. Found a Job is my favorite off of that album. I also really like Don't Worry About the Government. Okay. That's probably the one I've listened to the most. So I would say that's my favorite overall. Okay. Let's play a little bit of that. 
Oh man, we missed we missed my friends are more important. Oh, did we? We did. Sorry. We can only have so many good pieces. That's all right. Just play the whole song. <laughs> you know, I, I, really I've tried one. so many times to just play the whole song. They big just won't big let me Brother do it. Spotify is going to get us. I just want us. you to know that if I'm at work and you come visit me, I'll stop what I'm doing because my friends are more important. Hmm. <laughs> I, are we talking about pop punk right now? No, that's a lyric in that yeah. song. It was coming up before you we, we oh, faded okay. out. Before you killed it. Yeah. Just, it sounds like a pop punk sound. Well... Which what a testament! What a testament indeed that the the elements of pop and punk punk come together. We were talking about the same things back in the day. There we go. My friends are more important. Pizza. Does that mean that ta- uh, Taking Back Sunday is a new wave band? Absolutely. Uh, yep. Yep. Okay. Are, what else? D- does, do we have a favorite modern new wave group? Anybody have anything that they could like Ooh. pinpoint? How modern? My my pick is the Killers. That's what that was. Uh, Damn, that's an interesting argument. Would, well, listen would everybody to argue listen to they... "Smile Like You Mean It" and you tell me that's not a new wave song. Yeah, and and like um, Franz Ferdinand, Fran... another one. Hey, no, they're more the post. The bravery. Fran... Franz Ferdinand is a little more post. Shiny to toy guns. Yeah. I mean, Elvis uh, Costello. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Of course, he was. He's been around for a long. Surprisingly, time. Surprisingly, well, nobody picked active. an Elvis Costello yeah, album active. this he week. Still active, but um, actually, he's coming up in. Later this year, I think, isn't he? He might not oh, be. Oh, that's right. He might not be. He probably We vote him out. <laughs> vote maybe, him out. Maybe not. Off the island. Um, yeah, the the killer's argument is is one that I think I can get behind. Because, But what's interesting is, is that there's a lot of... So really what you're doing at that point is you're taking what would have been defined as new wave and you're bringing into the more modern sound that really could have been new wave, I guess, is really what you're kind of doing. Because it's not like people... Def- like. People don't describe the killers as like a new wave act. No, 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 no. But they have those same similar elements where they're bringing pop and punk together in a lot of ways and synthy synth stuff. Right. But well, you can't. There's like, there's. I'm not gonna say there's not, but um, I can't really pinpoint a specific current new wave band. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying like, what modern band would be identified as? influenced by new wave so much so that you can tell within their music like coldplay chris martin the lead singer of coldplay said that he started coldplay um because of aha Mm -hmm. so there's there's a new wave influence to them even though they don't have really any kind of sound of new wave that much Mm -hmm. the killers are listed as new wave oh are they really yeah i did not know that the many things that has listed huh i mean it's not as though that new wave does not exist like i know that last year an album that came out that stood out was flashers i was uh, gonna say that constant image that was like a huge like new wave sound but that was not popular at all i would i would even argue that editors are new wavy yeah i would argue that i would say editors are probably pretty like new wavy. um but like flasher is like, a little bit more would you argue that they're a little bit more um post-punk or would you yeah say more new wave i would say that's very difficult for me because i actually think that new wave in and of itself is having a little bit of a miniature revival within the post-punk movement yeah because there have been several albums that are classified as post-punk that have very specific new wave sounds to them the soft moon is another band yeah that's popular that has a lot of new wave elements to them yeah so I would almost have a hard time making the distinction on which side it falls more on. Yeah. Because I think they're they're integrating new wave into post punk. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense considering the history between the two. For sure. But I think that like what is worth noting is that new wave is a sound that 
is still being toyed with today, but maybe is not something that's as popular as it was in the eighties is really what it kind of comes down to. But I think that there are acts that do it well. So like the killer is being labeled as like a new wave act. They're ones who are able to do it well, but it's not as though that like, I would say the killers are kind of an anomaly in a lot of ways. It's surprising that a lot of their music ended up becoming so popular. I guess some of the tracks like, like, um, uh, what are some of the ones off of Hot Fuzz, like Mr. Brightside, that are just so pop heavy that don't have a lot of like the same like new wavy elements that you would be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But some of their other songs don't like sound like songs that would be big hits, I guess. And they kind of just end up being big hits because they're the killers. Do we have anything else that we want to say specifically about Talking Heads? Because right now we're talking mostly about new wave in general, and so I think it would be a good time to talk about our albums if we want to come back to Talking Heads. We can. But I think that we're talking more about new wave as an overarching genre at this point. So it'd be a good time to bring in our albums. Sure. Who wants to go first? I know that like chronologically, I think that one of the first ones that came out was 78 was the year that we really heavily featured. Uh, 78 was the year that Tyler, me and Dax's albums all came out. So take your pick. If you really want to talk about Devo, now would be your time to get it out of your system. Do it. I mean, I want to talk about it. Do it. Blondie's also, did you say the hers? That was 78 also. Yeah. I said Dax's album as well. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Dax, was mine. That was yours. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I, 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 all of them are 78 yeah, except you're, you're, for mine. No, Oingo Boingo was 71. Oh. 71? No, that's not right. Yeah. Oingo Boingo was Only a Lad came out in 81. I'm sorry. I said 71. 81. Yeah, I meant so 81. 71 would be quite early. Yes, it would be. 81. Um, Did you even put Oingo Boingo in this album and songs yeah, for podcasts? It's at the bottom. Yeah, I got, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't listen to it because I missed it. Oh, oh. I got really confused because I was like, I don't know why there's only four of them. The but best album know. was on the list. Okay. I'm not, I'm let's, not rebuttaling. Oh, let's but. do it this way. Tyler, you go first. Tyler, you go next. Then I'll go. And then we'll figure out. Actually, then we'll go Oingo Boingo. And then we'll close out with Wall of when we decided to choose additional albums, I instantly already knew I was choosing a Devo album, so I asked Caleb, "Hello, post-punk or new wave, and he said post-punk, so I chose Devo's debut, I like to pronounce it this way, and I don't care what you like, Q, are we not men, A, we are Devo. Great choice. It's fun. <laughs> I like that you said great choice. You were like, I made a good choice. Thanks. Someone's going to say, me. I mean, Tolly would say, but the rest of you obviously are just... No, it was a really good know. choice. I liked that album. I enjoyed the album, yes. That album's quite good, and it's uh, it's uh, more reminiscent of early Talking Heads as well in terms of mm-hmm. the way that their sounds go. So mm-hmm. it definitely fits more in a uh, fuzzier place in, in terms of when those um, two genres were young. And it really, it's, uh, it's a little more guitar heavy, and it just feels good. I think that I'm still just struggling. So we talked about this a little bit on the Devotus writing episode. I still struggle a little bit with the fact that I feel like Devo is kind of a novelty act to me. And I'm not, I know that's a big statement, but well, go ahead. What do you mean by novelty? It's act? gimmicky. And why are you struggling use, with it? They use the word gimmicky. They're all gimmicky. gimmicks. They wear hats. They wear jumpsuits. They're aware they of that. Duct tape. I, I know. That's, that's what I tried. Thing. I it's know It's not that. like they're, they're accidentally being gimmicky. They're yes. bringing attention to the honestly it's somewhat of a commentary on how gimmicky 80s music was at the time so uh-huh. they're very over the top with their performance and their albums and even some of their lyrical composition but it's very tongue in cheek yeah like Jocko Homo yes. very right. strange lyrics very strange lyrics oh, yeah I hate this 
God. Sorry, we don't have great chairs. It's not your. It's the chair. The chair. It's a combination. Yeah, I understand. Anyways, I I just I think that like so if it's tongue in cheek, that's fine. But I think that it ends up being a case that the sound for me ends up being a little gimmicky, and I just like I know that personally, like gimmicky music just does not land with me ever. Look, it they want to base work. their whole ideology on Devo off of Whip It, and I'm trying to be like, no, no, we we're not just because we just said... listened to an entire album that didn't have Whip It on it. What but are you, you talking were, you about? You were probably thinking of Whip It. I the whole no, time. we were. I wasn't. I wasn't. And I, I really was. I told them that I still enjoy. Now I feel attacked. I still enjoy Whip It, and I don't see Whip It from some type of a gimmicky, poppy. But it is. I, like I mean, okay. The, yeah, but listen mm. to the layers. I like that song. It's a good song. <laughs> I like that song as well. But you can't take away the fact that it's a gimmicky song. It's the same thing as like the safety dance or Whoa, yeah. the connoisseur. No no no, 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 no. I'm on Jared's side, 100%. It is not the same as a safety So you would dance. argue that all of their songs are gimmicky? I didn't say all of their songs. I think that their overarching sound is a little gimmicky. I just don't I think, agree. That's fine. I agree. I'm, that's where I'm at. That's okay. I um I think that their sound is still important to New Wave, which is why I still like respect Devo. I just know that the sound of Devo does not float with me as well as other sounds do. Just that's all. Giving key is not a bad thing necessarily. But I don't like it. Yeah, I know you don't. I thought you liked Tiny Tim. No. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. No, you hated he hates it. it. He hates <laughs> I don't, anything fun. Yeah, but I, I do. I hate. I hate fun things. I don't. I don't think music should be fun. Clearly, I don't like Tiny Tim either, and because he is, because it, he is gimmicky, because he's a guy who sings high with a ukulele. I'm just not into his songs. And for that Devo reason. are a group that have whip Devo, sounds in their music, and like then. That. It's like, oh, the whip sounds the only sound in the song. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. That's why I watched mad. a brief documentary on that song, and it turns out that every single noise in there is just computer edited whip sounds. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> really? There's you know a... that was guitar. There's... It's not. It's just a whip. Thing There's edited. not even any lyrics. No, no it's no. all whip. Yeah. Whip, 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 whip. They're the whip, whip, whip. Really, the um, um, forefront of BDSM. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why Tyler likes him so much. Uh, Tali, would you like they to talk more about this album from a more uh, 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 technical standpoint? From a more technical standpoint, just Devo? like just enjoying the album. Yes, Jared, there are technical layers to Devo's music that I'm I not also saying there's not as there are. I'm at, I, would you because you also wanted to pick a Devo album, yeah. so this is your also chance to talk about Devo. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think that they don't have as experimental of a sound as some of the other new wave artists. So mm-hmm. in that sense, like some of their music is a little bit more repetitive in nature, which is I think where people are picking up that oh, this is gimmicky because they don't have the most masterful music composition. Yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily required for the music in and of itself to be enjoyable. Because at the end of the day, people can call Devo gimmicky, but if you hear a Devo song, you know it's a Devo song. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's, that's what's unique about them as an artist is that they're not the most complex band but they're bringing in a lot of sounds and they're almost oversaturating themselves with what the popular sound was at the time mm-hmm. and that creates a really unique musical experience in and of itself anybody else do you want to move away from Devo before you get too mad Just, shouldn't, you, shouldn't you play a song from it uh, are we going to play a song each? from all five albums though Let's play Devo. I think we've talked about enough that we should play. What what would be the song you'd want to play? Off Why wouldn't of? we play a song? I thought we would play normally our favorite song from each album. Let's do it from. Let's I don't know if we have time. 
You don't have to play a whole damn song. Just play a part of it. Okay. Well, then we just got to move fast. Stay on task. I am. What's the song? I can't go to Satisfaction. Jocko Homo. It's his, oh. the way, that cover it's was, his album. Was that That's why I'm asking him. Was that not a great cover? It's a pretty good cover. Remember better. how bad the Rolling Stones were? Oh, my God. <laughs> now now Devo has turned Rolling Stones to be slightly less bad. In wow. comparison. Agreed. Wow. In comparison, they're Devo's so, pretty great. They're so good. When, that's a low bar, though. All right. Oh it's almost like the cars. Why are we shitting on I Rolling Stones the song. on this episode? Well, I, it was a minor. Go on. I uh, would like you to play. Well, but first, before I tell you, though, I just want to make it known. <laughs> when did I not just say a minute ago we need to stay on task just, and we need to move this quickly? Task. I just want to make it known. Someone in here chose an album by a band that is less greater than Devo. Fine, we'll talk about this next. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about. And I just this want everyone next. to know to begin with. Uh, I would like you to play Space Junk because I like that one. Okay. So really quick, because I don't care, uh, my album was The Cars, The Cars. I picked it explicitly because Tyler keeps saying that The Cars are not as good as Devo. Which he's wrong. I thought this album was better than Devo's album. That's all I have to say about it. I'm going to play a little bit of just what I needed. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm going to do it. Take that. That's cool. I hate you, Caleb. That's a different group. Take that. I thought that was the part. God damn it, God. What are you? I gotta find the right spot. You had it. That was not just what I needed. I don't. Love this album. I just picked it to make you mad. We yeah. can move on now, unless somebody has something important to say about well, the cars. I'm glad I didn't listen to it then. I do oh, like those first three. On. I'm glad I. What? What's the? You didn't even want to pick it, other than to make him mad. Why would I listen to it? <laughs> you can't give me shit for that. What are you talking about? I at least listened to it. You, it was your, you had to. Is the minimum. I didn't have to. Yes, you did. The rule is you, you have, have to listen to. to your own album. That's not the rule. The rule is to listen to all the albums. No, you it's not. Rule. You changed the rule. Moving on. Anyway, the yeah, we, we do need to get out of the rule with the conversation. I think the cars are okay, but they do bring in a lot of 70s guitar rock sounds yep. that I don't prefer in the genre and what with what they do with them. I just don't prefer it that much, and I don't. I find it, to me... When I think about the time, the, like the era, and I think about if I were to sit down and actually want to listen to this album, I would find it taxing. Sure. Parallel lines, Blondie? All right. So uh, this album I really like because it's at this moment where Blondie actually kind of pushes forward and becomes more pop, arguably, yeah. than New Wave. Yeah. Uh, but it's their most commercially successful album by far. Yeah. Um, so I like this album because you hear some of these New Wave elements into it, but it's a good transition point to kind of see how New Wave progressed into pop. And I think that helps explain a lot of the other albums, like the later Talking Heads albums and things like that, where you really just hear more pop. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I definitely get a lot of pop off of this album. I 
I almost like again because new wave is just so hard to define in a lot of ways. I almost hear this more as just a power pop album mm-hmm. than it is a new wave album. It has those elements, but I'd classify it almost more as like a power pop album in a lot yeah. of ways. So, but it's like definitely on the cusp of that new wave sound. Yeah. There's a so. couple songs in there. Um, arguably, one way or another, which is one of their most commercially successful songs, I think is the most representative of that remaining new wave sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in I would, this yeah, album. I would say so as well. Yep. Yeah, I would, I would say Heart of Glass with is somewhat new wave, given like the synthy yeah sound. It definitely has a lot of new wavey elements. Not like as well. the maybe the lyrical content or the way that she sings it, but just like the background. Yeah. Noise. Oh, that was the fun story. It was related to that song in particular. Oh, we don't have time for fun stories. Damn sorry. it. No, Go if ahead. we do, tell Go us. Ahead. I'll be fast. So Heart of Glass was their, their largest like top charting song. It was really the first thing that put Blondie on the mainstream map. Yeah. And it got so popular, and the Ramones were actually in somewhat of a musical period of decline, where Blondie was invited to, I believe, some type of award show that they actively would not let the Ramones in, even uh-huh. though Blondie was a much less established band, and this was their first really big hit. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to me because there was a bunch of like talk at the time about how like the Ramones could not get into a venue, but they let this relatively unknown female-led vocalist yeah. into this show. Huh. Interesting. What was wrong with the Ramones? They just weren't as popular at the I time. I thought you meant that Blondie didn't want the Ramones to no. be like, I want to know no. about this beef between Blondie no. and the Ramones. <laughs> no, no, essentially what happened... Yeah, they played together. Yeah. You know, they were all... They were, it's really interesting to see because those are the three big bands who played at CBGB that went out to define those these three genres that were, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and pop, you know, Post-hard, uh, post-punk and uh, new wave and then the continuation of the punk movement is really it's just an, that was an interesting it would have been nice to be a fly on the wall at that point in time because yeah. they all often played on the same night mm-hmm. so then you get these different bands up there and that people are like what the hell is happening I don't understand these things and it was really that would be really interesting Blondie had four number one hits wow Rapture Tide is High Call Me and Heart of Glass first one there you go boom what song would you like from the album good band Valley? One way or another. You got it. Super irrelevant fact. I'm pretty sure the first time I heard that song was on Sesame Street. Rugrats. Anybody else? <laughs> Sesame Street? You want to talk about? No, I, that, that, that's all. I just wanted to mention uh, Sesame Street. I don't Street. remember that. Yeah. Oh. What was like, that on? I, I I feel like I could be wrong. Was Are it, you thinking of I'm going to get to you? I am thinking of that. That's a good one, too. My I'm going to get to you. Na, 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 na. Yeah, I'm mix- going to get to you. The that little ball. Right. Yeah, for some reason, I remember that video. That That's specific very ball interesting. Video as uh, one way or another instead of that song specifically. So this song, my I bad. Think, this song, I think, plays right after uh, Devo in the Rugrats movie. Does it? I think so. Oh, great. Perfect. Yeah. Anyways, I was more referencing Kermit the Frog in a in a big suit. Oh, uh, do you want to play that before the end of the? We night? can. It's uh, up to you. Okay, we'll 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 close. can at least mention we're gonna it close like to out mention. on that specific. No, because I have one I'd prefer to close on if you if you would like to. Okay, acquiesce. let's get through all of our albums. We'll play the Kermit the Frog video and then we'll close out on your song. Okay, structured. Go, uh, Oingo Boingo. 
Oingo Boingo, great band. Uh, Danny Elfman, who uh, did the voice for Jack Skellington. In, uh, that's how we all know him. That's how that's how we know him. Yeah, of course. How do, how do you know him? That's Keep our going. That's He's our... the composer to like every everything, popular everything, uh, Burton. Tim Burton thing. He's Simpsons. done other things besides that. No, he did a lot of stuff. The Mystic uh, Knights of Oingo Boingo is how they started. Uh-huh. Uh, they do a lot of really experimental, like weird theatrical stuff when, when they were first going. And uh, basically, Danny Elfman would pick up a newspaper and he would just pick random stories and write a song from their perspective. That's awesome. So that's how like uh, Little Girls came out. He uh, he wrote it about a, a, like a pedophile. Really? That he saw. Uh-huh. I yeah. never knew. He would just... Yeah, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> you didn't know the you didn't know the bit about the newspaper. You, you can't the, <laughs> not about little girls. Gee, wonder what the subject is. Interesting. Well, I, I thought it was about it killing them, like in that dude. "Say Anything" song. Yeah, relevant. Um, it is relevant. <laughs> you son of a gun! <laughs> Too bad we don't have I time. Like, we don't have time for you to argue its relevancy. So it's I like the song "Dead Man's Party." That's not on this album. Not that's on a good this song. album. Uh, play on the outside. You got it. Make it work, but they think I'm just a jerk. I'm on the outside. I never could sit still. I never was still here. I never caught the ride. I'm on the outside. I'm on the outside. I'm on the outside now. This is where it all begins. Right here. On the outside looking in. I'm on the outside. I like that song. I should listen to that album. Oh my Inspired god! Inspired a lot of ska. That was so good. It sounded like Talking Heads a little bit. I'm gonna intentionally not so. listen to any more of the music that you pick. I liked. Um, I do like the song, the Weird Science song as well. That's pretty good from the movie Weird Science. Yeah. Thank you. All right, everybody. <laughs> We're all mad at you for not listening to music. No one's mad. You want to be on a music podcast and not listen? Well, to music. Caleb's mad at you. But yeah. Thank you. All right. Is Jared? Is this? Is your album last? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I picked. Uh, hold on, man. I forget what it was. Oh, <laughs> oh my no. god! You know what? Let's just go picked. ahead here. Let's just go ahead and this is what Jared picked. No, what? Did you, hold on a minute. It's called the album is called Call of the West. It's by Wall of Voodoo. It's a new wave album, but it also incorporates uh, uh, cowpunk and rockabilly, and it's very interesting the combination of the two. And it has the song a Mexican Radio on it. I tried to play, and Cody which is their most. Music. Well, we, I, I wasn't done talking yet. You Thank didn't you. start talking yet. I hadn't even started talking yet. But um, this they're only really known for this song, other than their cover of Ring of Fire, which is also very good from their next album. But uh, this is their one-hit wonder that has this song, but they're also a good... They This is a good album. It's it's, it's highly regarded uh, among, among rock critics and such. And I liked listening to it, so I hope you guys did do. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say I found it to be fitting? Mm. I found it to be fitting, this album. Go on. But I don't like, my favorite track on it was not um, Mexican, Mexican Radio. Radio. No, it was not. What was your favorite It was track? Lost Weekend. Ah, interesting. Anyone else enjoy that song? It was all right. Yeah, I didn't. I, I this album didn't have a lot of like huge standout moments to me. I thought it was okay, but I just didn't think it was like, it, it didn't, I think it fit with the week, but I don't know like, Basically, I don't know that I would pick this album personally. Well, it's definitely a later 
Yeah. New Wave Sound. Yeah. Yeah, this was the only band that I had actually not listened to extensively beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew they existed. Yeah. But even as someone who is really into New Wave, I guess I've never really paid any attention to this artist before. Right. Mm-hmm. What song would you like, Jared? Mexican Radio. Thank you. I'm on a Mexican Radio. I'm on a Mexican Cool. I like the part. Right. Of, I like the part about the barbecued iguana. That's my favorite part. I wish we would have heard that part. Man, but you he, like really gimmicky music. All the music like is really gimmicky about Mexican radios and things. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a good gimmick, it's a good gimmick group. They'll never make it in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and neither would Devo. I, oh. oh! Sick burns across no, the board. I have no words. Yeah, let's, uh, let's. I like the accordion in that last song too. That's pretty nice. Let's lighten the mood a little bit. How about that? We got a little bit of Kermit the Frog singing "Once in a Lifetime." Oh, we don't have time for that. Okay. That's... You may find yourself living in a shotgun shack, and you may find yourself in another part of the world, and you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile, and you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? Letting the days go by, letting the water hold me down. Letting the days go by, water flowing underground. Into the blue again, after the money's gone. Once in a lifetime, water flowing underground. And you may ask yourself... Then we all feel better now. Yeah, can I say that at, at, my, at work on my wall next to my desk I have? Uh, a pie chart I printed out that says, and you may ask yourself, and then it has all the various questions from this song in the pie chart. That's great. I yeah. like that. And, I know, and then people come to my office and they don't understand it. See, now we're, now we're all feeling a little better. We're feeling a little more light. As I'm glad Kermit the Frog could bring us all back together. If there's anything I know about this podcast, it's that the Muppets will make everything better in our lives. I wish. What? Continue. What's, 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 what's your beef? The cars are better than Devo. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Oh my! Poor Talking Heads doesn't deserve <sighs> this. Anybody have anything last that they want to say about Talking Heads? For me, uh, it's that I need to keep listening to Talking Heads. That's that's my closing thought. Is that I need I need more Talking Heads. I need to oh, get you know, Talking Heads I have across quick, the board. A quick question: Did anyone listen to David Byrne's album from last? I believe it was last year. No, no, no. Mm, it wasn't bad. Just wanted to see if anyone heard it, but you should give it a listen. It wasn't too bad. I've his never listened stuff, to any of his solo stuff. Well, his solo stuff has, of course, a lot of remnants of that of that stuff. But uh, he also did an album with um, Saint Vincent that supposedly was not super great. I oh, didn't, really? I didn't. I wanted to listen to it, and then Travis at VGR was like, "Yeah, it really wasn't that good." I'm like, "Ah." That sounds like something so you would have really enjoyed. Though. I know, but so. then I, so I may still give it a chance. But I'm, you know, I've, I've been apprehensive. Yeah, that makes sense. Anybody else closing thoughts on Talking Heads? Said everything that we feel like we want to say. Cool. What was the song you wanted to close out on, Tyler? Naive Melody. What album was that off of? It's a closing track on Speaking in Tongues. It's called This Must Be the Place, but it's got a parentheses title, which I like more. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Record Roundtable. We've been talking about the Talking Heads. Next week, we're going to be talking about Arcade Fire. Thank you.
cars are better than D 